I grew up, I learned English because of you. And so my grandfather, who, who raised me, I'm going to get tears right now. He, we used, I used to sit on his lap and watch you every day. So it's a pretty special moment for me, man. Thank you very much. You, you know something that occurred to me today um, about Alex Trebek, who passed away yesterday. Oh, my God. Yesterday morning. Heart, heart-wrenching. I thought that he knew all of that shit. <laughs> Here's the thing, like <laughs> No, because I think a lot of us as children yeah. did. We thought that's the man that just knows all the answers to these things. Yeah. Alex Trebek was it's important that I did think he knew all that stuff because it led me to believe that somebody could know all that stuff. Yes. It wasn't me. Never what's gonna be, but he did. Know but you know all what that stuff. He probably at the very least, expanded your acumen for want to learn. Maybe you don't know all that stuff, but by watching it every day and seeing people like these people studied to do this, and just knowing that's an option, like it's a track that some people took, that they yeah. studied enough about enough different things to want to go on Jeopardy, is it always always been mind boggling to me because I'm like they deserve something for this, and I guess you know that shot on Jeopardy is what they get. Yeah, ultimately. But the best takeaway that they actually got from being on that show is being able to be in the presence of a centered man. And that's exactly what Alex Trebek was, a centered being. We love Alex. I mean, he played in our homes so many years of our lives. I mean, he had this job for how long? 36 years. Some of y'all don't keep a job for 36 days, okay? Oof, that's crazy. I didn't even think he was going to go there. Uh, <laughs> but 36 years is a absolutely long time to be doing that. You and know so, how much he had to have loved that job? But, but I mean, like, it, it's a cool job as is, but he made it cooler because he was just a really articulate, well-spoken, friendly, charismatic. Nice face. We yeah. liked his face a lot. The charismatic guy. I mean, yeah. he was just a, a nice guy to see. He's in that league of guys like Bob Ross, the painter, and um, mm -hmm. Mr. Rogers, and uh, arguably Robin Williams, where you're Bob like, Barker. Bob Barker. Oh my God, Bob. Yeah, he up there. We, we, have, we are losing our great white legends. We are. We are. And I don't mean to say that like we're losing our legends in general, but... They can't um, continue Jeopardy. Like uh, they have to. It, it it existed before he was there. So how can they, we do this? They they're going to have to build a new legend. Yeah, we, life has got to go on. Do we have the range in this climate? Oh no, nobody's going to accept it. That's okay. You and I aren't going to be here long enough to have to watch shit get as, as much worse as much worse <laughs> than this. You know what I'm saying? Like it's the the thing is every everything has to move on. I'm sure somebody felt this exact same way. About like the day prior died, you know, it was like, well, there, there should be no more comedy. Just stop. <laughs> but comedy had to go on. I don't know. It's a little more niche here. It is a little bit more uh -huh. niche. It is. It, it's a very specific kind of 36 job. years and it comes on five days a week. Like that's different. This is not even a weekly thing. This is like a daily thing. But you know, the man before him, if I'm not mistaken, was beloved. I want to say something letter. Something. I'm sure he was. I mean, there's been other family feud hosts too. But it's not all because somebody passed away. Like there's a right. passing of That's a torch true. of, you know, there's a passing of a torch. So like him passing away and passing away from cancer after 36 years, I don't think who besides Bob Barker has had like a host job that long? Is that we a have thing? To do research to find out. We would because he has to be one of few to do it thirty six years. I mean, you could do the late nights like Johnny Carson and Leno, stuff like that. They they get they get up there in the past. They did, but I mean, something to be noted is he was a great man for sure, and there are very few people on the planet like him. My favorite thing about him was the fact that he did seem to live a, a life that he loved without... He did appear to live a life that he loved without too much clout and uh, too much ego. He seemed like he was just really enjoying his work. And obviously, I love the fact that he um, cameoed in um, White Man Can't Jump, oh, one of my gosh, favorite movies. Yes. And you brought that up when we talked about the movie mm -hmm. about her being on Jeopardy, wanting to be on Jeopardy. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's such an interesting storyline to write in a movie, especially in it's black so, film with that. It's so random, but... It, Seeing Rosie perfect. Perez tweet about it was like, man, 
It, Damn it. It was literally the perfect sauce for that movie. The movie was good as it was, but that brought this really human layer to everything that was going on yeah, in was, that movie. It was so It was good. like paprika. Like it's Yeah. It's like you want it in there, but it's like Do I know what paprika does? Do I know what paprika does? <laughs> <laughs> it just belongs though. It just belongs here. <laughs> Do I know what paprika does? <laughs> um, no, but yeah, I, I, I fear that there aren't that many um, white men on television left that I trust. <laughs> um, Truly. Is yeah. Drew Carey still um, hosting? Yeah, do you trust him? Because I, I don't. I with Drew Carey because I used to love Whose Line Is It Anyway. I did think, I like that. I, the, the Drew Carey show seemed a little like it was pandering to a community that might not be all that there for me. Pat Sajak. Sorry, it just came to me. Yeah, Pat Sajak. <laughs> Will of Fortune is goofy to me, though. I don't enjoy Will of Fortune. Out of all the game shows, Will of Fortune is the one I'm like, I'm really guess these letters. Stupid. Oh, miss me with that. I had the handheld game and everything. So that's my level of goofy. Do you be, so seeing, be, you be seeing niggas get that shit wild wrong when it be <laughs> obvious? It be breaking my heart. Because like, it, it, here's the thing. On Jeopardy, you're not there if you're a dumbass. You, you're smart because you got there. You're going to know something. Right. But you can be a whole dumbass on Will of Fortune. And you're going to be on display whenever we find out. <laughs> because I've seen this black kid from an Ivy League school have to guess one phrase. And it was such an obvious phrase. And he got that thing backwards with something else that was dumb, dumb, dumb. And Pat was just like, oh, my God. And you'd be like, damn, bro. <laughs> like on TV. In front of every, in front of all of America right there, now. There's not, there's probably not some sort of like elimination process. They probably got some elimination process, but you don't have to be good at, there's not a talent to figure out what kind of phrases are phrases. You're either smart on Jeopardy or you can sing and you're on a singing show. Just, you're just somebody who knows the English language if you know what fortune like. You just signed up. <laughs> you're just somebody who might, might know how to put context together. You just gotta... Uh-huh. Like what does that process look like? Do they put do they put a half like <laughs> You gotta you gotta win a mad libs contest to get a Will of Fortune? <laughs> well, that concludes our segment on white men on TV that we trust. Um, We're doing it every week now, actually. <laughs> this is week one and last week. <laughs> I think we've covered them all. <laughs> that might be it though. <laughs> but getting back to the subject. We are going to miss Alex Trebek. Did you come up with the right one? No? What is We Love You Out? That's very kind. <laughs> Thank you. Cost you $19.95. You're left with five bucks. Okay. Thumbs, please. Man, what a time. Uh, you've got mail. Could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. I appreciate that. Uh. Hello, Moto. Welcome back to another episode of What a Time. Today is November. Something. 2020. <laughs> I am now 89 years old. Which makes me 90 something. <laughs> yeah. If you are hearing this, I'm a man from the future. Shit is wild. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it only getting wilder. If you thought shit was wild in 2020, wait until you see 2021. <laughs> Oh my God, no. <laughs> we so close to New Year's, it's crazy, bro. It's crazy how close to New Year's we are. It's like the fifth episode of the year. <laughs> For real, it's like the fifth episode of the year. I don't know if I'm afraid or excited for a new year, but... Well, I mean, as you guys probably know by now, and this is not um, relevant to the topic, but we do have a new president-elect and vice president-elect, and it's very exciting. Um, but if you've been following Jasmine and I on this podcast for the past four years, you have loosely heard our woes with the current administration <laughs> uh, throughout several of those episodes. So you know that we are elated about the prospects of something new coming, but 70 million of you are not. <laughs> and that's not okay. Yeah, uh- 
I would say reveal yourselves, but don't stay where where you are. We don't want to hear from you. Thanks. The best thing about what's happening now is that we get to do what was happening to us. You know how, like, as a parent, um, you just let your child cry until they fall asleep. Whenever you like, you know, you like you don't punch me. Like, go to your room, and you like, damn, I feel bad, but let like let her cry. Like she gonna she gonna wear herself out. <laughs> We got to do that with Donald Trump right now. And to some, like, to some level, that's what happened in 2016. I was like, hey, y'all not going to reverse this shit? <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget, like, January. The inauguration was the day it hit me. I remember, like, that day I was on fire on Twitter, too. I appreciate you. You retweeted a lot of my shit. I don't remember what I was talking about, but I was pissed. And I was like, I can't believe there aren't any adults in the room that aren't going to stand it. Like, I've seen weddings get interrupted all the time, and nobody in the world is going to be like, nah, wait, hold on. <laughs> that motherfucker is not a politician. He can't be the president. I know that, man. He was on TV. I ain't supposed to be able to see people who was on TV be the president like that. Right. Do you know how many of us fell asleep on election night and woke, fell asleep thinking like, ain't no way no Donald Trump about to win the election. Oh. That is absurd. Mm. And then rolled over oh. and it was true. Oh my God. That is the most disrespectful thing I've ever woken up to Listen, in my life. It was the wildest shit. Cause I remember. I'm like, am I still dreaming, Lord? Well, people kept is telling this, me. Is this a nightmare? They kept telling me I was overreacting and I don't know. Hindsight <laughs> would tell me I think I was spot on. Things you got, probably didn't react enough. I don't think I reacted enough because I was really ready to cut, like, everybody. I mean, to the point where I think I, I quit my job. I started a whole new... Like, I was so pissed that I stopped everything I was doing and decided to work for myself. <laughs> like, I was how pissed I was. Oh, boy. It worked out, actually. And, I mean, I kind of have Trump to thank for that. Not because the economy was booming. I wonder how much more money I would have made doing it if he hadn't been the president. But I will say... The moment he did when this is something to reflect on, this maybe is a little relevant. I never thought that I was smarter than the president of the United States before in my life until this until last Until Donald years. Trump. Yeah. So I'm if, like, man, I could have wrote him some fire bars. Like, oh this is whack. <laughs> you know, it's funny that, like, me and my cousin noticed that he he sprinkles loose I don't knows in everything he says to, like, make sure he don't actually say some shit that's, like, too libelous. Like, you know how people go, um... That's an I don't know for him. He'll be like, so people are telling me, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I heard there's a vaccine coming before the end of the year. I don't know. They say they say it's amazing. I don't know. We're doing a great job. <laughs> I don't like like all the, all the I don't knows are like if Barack Obama does a pregnant pause, like he does a uh that's mm. that's that's Donald Trump's I don't know. I don't know. But hey, hey, that's what they tell me. Like just says shit like that. Zero out of ten. Hate it. <laughs> I will say that I went home this weekend and it was a nice little refresher. But at the same time, I kept having to watch the news and I was on the edge of my seat all freaking weekend. So did I really enjoy it thoroughly? Wow. Thoroughly? <laughs> did you say thoroughly or thoroughly? Thoroughly. Is it? Can you spell it for me real quickly? Because I feel like there's an E in your thoroughly. It's not. If that's just how I say it. You sound like you're about to say theraflu. And then suddenly. Need that too. Okay. For sure. All right. All right. Yeah. I mean, enjoy. I don't know. I, I feel like the moment. The moment for Kamala is the moment. Like, I, I think I got. I was numb to everything else. Yeah. Yeah, like Same here. Joe Biden won, and I don't, I don't think that that was. I was like Kamala. <laughs> that was like I don't think that was a recognizable I her, thing. I posted her on my Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> that's a big deal for you. Like, I mean, and, and you know huge. what? Something that should be noticed, noted. And I kind of realized I wasn't really a big fan of this ticket to begin with. I didn't really want this to be the ticket. And for a lot of you know my um, black woker Twitter friends, they're like. All right, we got Biden and Kamala in, but you know we really wanted Bernie, and you know they're really more on that like that extreme side of it, and uh, I am too, but I do understand a game here, and I kind of figured it out because Joe Biden is old as shit. He's not gonna run for re-election because he won't be done till he's eighty-six. It's crazy. He's the oldest person to ever be president of the United States. He's not gonna stay in office till he's eighty-six. Yeah, that's he's, ridiculous. He's smart enough to know better. So this is a good slating for Kamala to become the president of the United States in four years. Not only that, 
Oh, it gives her gosh. enough time to pivot some of the stuff that we're not a huge fan exactly. of from her past. Exactly. And that's what I think is most notable because Barack Obama did not have um, the uh, organizations that are behind QAnon and Twitter and all of the other Reddit type of thread things to like divulge all of his indiscretions if he had any, like everybody who runs for office does now. You know, it's a much different world. Like, I'm sure he's got missteps that we could not hold him accountable for before he became the guy. But yeah. Kamala is in a position, you know, where since the Internet is what it is, every single thing is going to be up for grabs. It is. You know, so if she put a lot of people in jail, we're going to know you don't get to just put out books and have us just read what you want us to know about what yep. you've done. The streets always going to find it now. The streets going to find out now. So... <laughs> I mean, it's much harder to have, like, really walked um, a narrow path and gotten it all right this entire time without people's money being in your pocket. So I get why yeah. people make those mistakes. But now we've got a good position for Joe Biden to ease us into a more, a little bit more of a socialist kind of situation. We're yeah. trying to get some, let's, some... Let's turn some shit around, yeah, man. Get to work immediately. Around. Yeah. Okay, day yeah. one, we need to see something. <laughs> Yeah, and you're going to start with these mask mandates. Um, let's bring back uh, the idea of taking death seriously. Please, because I don't like how y'all y'all running these numbers. Like, five people dying from this shit is a lot to me. I mean, I can't... So for y'all to just throw how many? How many now? 200. 200-some thousand? It's 238,000 the last time I checked. The last time I checked. Oh, they didn't die of COVID. They died because they had asthma. But they okay. died. Okay, <laughs> but if they didn't get the, the the virus, they could survive with their sickness, right? Well, see, They've been surviving this long. So this is still... Because they're talking about the fact that it's a pre-existing condition, right? If you have a yes. pre-existing condition, that's the problem. Okay, so many of you have undiagnosed pre-existing conditions. It's crazy. Okay, let's start start there. Let's start there. We're going to start there, okay? We're going to take it to the number two level where if for some reason you have some sort of ideas debunking science, check your credentials before you say anything. I I need you to look and see if you have studied anything that you can show me of merit before you speak on the science behind a virus publicly. You shouldn't be able to just say what kills viruses and what kills colds and what vaccines do if you have no expertise in that right. I've never done that before in my life. And the fact that so many people have found this weird YouTube-esque back alley education-based situation to spread, you're gambling in the wrong direction. Because you you could be right. Do you remember that period of time where there was somebody putting shit in a pot and mixing it up and niggas was swearing by it? Yeah. Do you remember that? Put your face over it and inhale it. There was a moment where it lasted on my Twitter for a minute. Yeah. And I'm like, I mean, we we can go back to Carrie Hilson talking about five G. It's always it's oh been a little God. it's been this a has, little bit of goof, this virus goof has shit. lived many lives, many okay? lives, many stages, many, many lives, many but, stages. But the only life that it really, the only life that it needed to live was the one where you stayed home long enough to have beaten the virus. That was the only one that needed to have happened. Yeah, but we were screwed from day one when we found out about the virus. Something should have been done at that moment. But it was already out of control before anybody even tried to shut down one thing. So, like, the fact that we could have got ahead of it and didn't, that's that's where we truly fucked up. And when I say we, I mean that motherfucker Donald Trump. We're talking about that motherfucker Donald Trump, but now you guys get to be the change that you want to see. That is one thing that I will add to, because Jasmine's absolutely right. This is absolutely Donald Trump's fault. He was supposed to actually sort of pay us to stay home. That's what other places did. And honestly, twelve hundred dollars. Well, can you imagine since March? Can you imagine what it would have been like if we had all gotten the break from the economy that we deserved while this happened? This could have been a much more beautiful, safe situation. Imagine we could have saved a lot imagine of lives and learned motivation. how to garden and learned how to cook and gotten in shape and done all these. I mean, we would have been on Amazon ordering shit all the fucking time okay. with our extra money, with picking little, up hobbies. With our little stimmies, we would have stayed our asses home. Believe me. It, it, I mean, it's unreasonable how stupid 
it it seems for you to want to fight for a small business in a place where the people around you are dying and to think that that's priority. It's stupid to think that since you know you can't see something like that, that you could not be the contributing factor when you invite people to your bars and you think it's political and people walk out with the disease that they're going to give to their grandparents and it's going to ruin the holidays forever. It's stupid. And it's stupid for you personally to think that if you're tested negative, that all of a sudden you're building immunity. You have to keep getting tested because we're still learning shit about the virus. It's not yes. one of those things where you get to just go based off of studies from 100 years ago, the more, the most recent, the earliest thing we know about coronavirus is a year and two months ago. The earliest thing. Mm -hmm. And all the stuff that we know best, we've known for 100 fucking years. Mm -hmm. So guess how stupid we have to be just based on logic. Just take the pride out of your life and just understand that this is not a human being. It's not really something that you get to manipulate. It is what it is. Talk to them. You can't do anything about <laughs> you it. You can't. Oh. And why do why do they not have lotion that has hand sanitizer in it so you can? Kill I feel like they do at Bath and Body like, Works. Can, can you buy me some? <laughs> that sounds like some shit they got at Bath and Body Works. I was supporting this whole, you know, we need to have fun in the states of crisis thing. That I think mm -hmm. it's not done. We haven't addressed the problem. Mm -hmm. That's my shit. That's my shit. It's my shit is whenever everybody's like, we need to figure out how to have fun in the middle of like, of hell, right? And mm -hmm. you do, but you need to do that within the CDC guidelines. Exactly. Like, and this that's what I'm saying. This shit is supposed to be hard. It's like, supposed to be hard. I want everybody to know this is supposed to be hard. We're essentially shutting down our lives for the greater good, but we can't, what's that TikTok going around that's like, the pandemic isn't over just because you're over it. The pandemic isn't over just because you're over it. The pandemic's like, not over because you're over it. It has, it has a mind that, of its own. You I mean, can't manipulate it. It's beyond human control. If it was within human control, nobody would have had it. Yeah. Wear your mask. Call it a PSA. Call it us preaching. I don't care what you call it, but this is an important conversation that everybody should be having on their platforms. So with that being said, let's move on into the show. So basically, we're just going to round out that conversation we had about Eddie Murphy in our last episode. We're just going to round out his yeah, career, yeah. talk about our favorites, and, you know, that'll be that. Um, so where do we begin? Shrek. Shrek. Shrek, you know it, you love it. You care a little less about Michael Myers, but you love this movie. <laughs> you always say that because I just, I really Why don't know. Why is his name Michael Myers? Wait. Yeah, I mean, Mike Myers, I guess, if it helps the distinct. We let that go too far. I don't like that. That's very haunting. It's weird he didn't choose something, you know, just completely off base. I don't know if, if Halloween came before Mike Myers, the comedian came oh that's a good point how old is michael myers let's do some research <laughs> just kidding guys back to the subject yeah, i'm not Shrek. wasting any of my gigahertz on that <laughs> on that search i only got a limited amount of internet and i'm not wasting it on figuring out how old mike myers is shrek shrek is a uh i want to say it's not a, it's not a fairy tale it's kind of a play on aesop fate no not yeah aesop fables mm -hmm. right and they sort of added this they created the Aesop Fable universe. Yes. And there's an ogre um, who likes his peace and quiet. And there is a lord, a dictator, who sends all of the misfit Fable characters to that ogre swamp. And he's like, yo, what the fuck? Hey, yo. <laughs> yo, come get these niggas out of my yard. What? You know, it's crazy. Get like, off my lawn. <laughs> It's so crazy, like, how many parallels Shrek has to, like, a bunch of social issues, like most movies are, but, like, deportation and just, like, putting people, like, refugee type of stuff. That's, yes. that's really what that was. Um, yeah, so Lord Farquaad separated a bunch of children from their families and sent them to a swamp where... Um, this sounds so ridiculous. Just hearing it like this it sounds so ridiculous. It's an amazing story when you're watching it. Yes. You realize that it's like most of the stuff you watch as a child is like based on the Holocaust or some shit. You're like, oh, yeah, this is based on pretty dark. Shit. That's why they're turning all the fairy tale 
s things into the dark versions the grown-up yeah. versions like you remember that phase of things we were doing the, the perspective of the snow dark white side of snow white and the huntsman and shit i haven't seen any of those real action um like beauty and I've the beast seen, type things i've seen a few of them and i actually really enjoy them i did watch beauty and the beast i like that one it's fun that and you snow white and the huntsman would you be down for a, a live yes action Shrek. I didn't know what you were going to say, know, but no I'm way. always down for whatever. Live action? You did, did you watch Lion King? Fake phony. Fake. And. Well, today is November 9th, okay? And it has been revealed that I am fake phony. <laughs> I am not in the hive. I don't belong. I be lying. I, I don't stand. Thank you very much, JD, for exposing me. I'm going to go into hiding for the next two months you know what listen this podcast is about honesty all right this is why we're here and i can't lie because i could have easily been like of course yes you know what i know you ain't seen it because i ain't seen it and we ain't never talked about that shit okay but i was saying about shrek one of these characters is a donkey a donkey a very lovable annoying charismatic and endearing donkey uh but you know that's how how it always goes i feel i was gonna say i feel like me and you have been the donkey to somebody's ogre and we are that constantly the ogre yeah yeah the ogre is a little bit grumpy he not having the best time here he's upset and we're like not on my watch we're gonna have some motherfucking fun today jasmine and i are the donkeys in our friend groups for sure absolutely and can't funny, take us serious we also have like some eclipses with friends too and like we are shit show we're together it's probably it's weird to invite us both to something it's like it's sort of like a bad yeah. idea do not like, recommend <laughs> at all sort of like a bad idea like you'll forget whose birthday it is real fast fucking <laughs> with us uh, essentially shrek makes a deal with the lord of this kingdom to take back all of these misplaced um, creatures from his swamp, provided he goes and gets this woman for him, which is crazy to send somebody off to go get a woman for you in general. You could have just went yourself, right? Right, but he had short man syndrome and was (laughs) like, nah, fam, I'm going to stay right here in my kingdom and I'm going to torture little gingerbread man and shit until you get back. And that's exactly kind of what happened, except along the way, Shrek fell in love with, honestly, kind of Eddie Murphy's character and Fiona's character. He had himself a little family after he found Fiona. He did. It was beautiful. Beautiful to watch. It was. It like like Donkey was like a bonus child, but it was really nice to see. Moral of the story, though, is that Donkey shines, okay? Ultimately, that's oh, yeah. the point we're trying to make here. This movie doesn't matter without Eddie Murphy. Without Donkey, there's not a Shrek movie. Like it just there's barely a, a comedic moment without donking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's got that that one of my favorite lines was his um, you know, Shrek talking about how he's got layers. He's like an onion and a you know, freaking onion. You're right. I don't why would you choose onion? That's a legitimate question. That parfait. Yeah. You parfait, parfait got layers. Because you ain't never heard anybody say I don't like no damn parfait. You know what else everybody like? Parfait. Have you ever met a person you say, Hey, let's get some parfait? They say, Hell no, I don't like no parfait. Parfaits are delicious. No, but you know, I do like parfaits. Um, and in the, in the morning, I'm making waffles thing. Oh, this is gonna be fun. We can stay up late, swapping manly stories, and in the morning, I'm making waffles. Oh! But this movie is such a big deal. I was watching I Am Legend the other day, and do you guys remember whenever, whenever Will Smith finally realized that he's not the last man on earth, and that family is in his room watching, his living room watching Shrek. And he come down like a crazy person and start literally mouthing every single word. You was really great back then. Those gods, they thought it was all that. Then you showed up and bam, tripping over themselves like babes in the woods. See that? That really made me feel good to see that. Of Donkey's character in Shrek. <laughs> and they're the little white boy looking at him like, yo, what? And he's like, I like Shrek. That was really scary. And that's basically the whole scene. It was a beautiful you scene. You pull that from the crevice of my memory because I definitely forgot that. It's so funny to me because he sits there like a crazy person and then they look at him and he goes, I like Shrek. <laughs> Shrek is definitely close to one of the highest grossing films of all time, I think. It's like a huge, huge... It might be Eddie Murphy's... Do you think it's his biggest movie actually grossing? We have to find that out now. Yeah, we do. Yeah, so it is actually as follows... 
Shrek 2, $937 million. Shrek the Third, $807 million. Shrek Forever After, $756 million. And then Shrek, $492 million, followed by a Beverly Hills Cop and so on and so forth. That's um, such an interesting gap. But yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. that order makes sense. Like if you would think Shrek was the biggest, the most popular. It's the most popular still. It's the most popular, but people probably watched Shrek after Theater Tom, and it was so good to them that it was like, oh, we're going to keep coming back for these sequels, and that's why all the sequels did better in the box office. Absolutely, and I, I can't tell you too much about any of them. The honestly. sequels? Nothing. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know what's crazy? I want to say I really wanted to go see Shrek the Third. I remember like really forcing somebody to take me to see that as an adult, and they thought I was super immature. <laughs> and I, I don't know if we had a great time or not. I don't know if the movie was good or not. Oh. I think I had just aged out of it altogether. I couldn't tap into my childhood that day. You know, it's hard to tap into your childhood sometimes. You can't. You ain't always in the mood. It's one of my strongest skills, but every now and then you can't get there. But I couldn't get you to listen to "I Just Can't Wait to Be King" by Jason Weaver, and it really bothered me because, yeah, it still bothers me. Okay, let's cut, 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 cut the cameras, dead ass. Moving on, uh, Daddy Daycare. Daddy Daycare. Big family movie vibes. It Let's was. Ride the wave. Daddy Daycare plays into that stereotype that men are just incapable of doing things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... I mean, we don't even know how to be a father to our kid that's been here for a few years. We haven't learned it. We've been so busy at work that we don't know how to take care of our own children. It's that kind of thing. And then they open a whole daycare. Essentially, men um, who can't take care of kids open a daycare. It's weird. It's in their weird. home. It's weird how like what movies are even written for what time and like something like that's it's super of its time because I mean it is. now there would have been like a bunch of patriarchal conversations <laughs> about it. You know, they've been like, what does this mean? You know, and uh, not to say that it needed to be break down or not. It does. It fits the criteria of like what Jasmine said. Like, imagine Kevin James's character in King of Queens starting a daycare. <laughs> basically, that's basically what it is. Like, you would not send your kid there. You would not send your kid. You there. wouldn't. At one point, Eddie is actually walking with his son, and his son hits his head on. The, he runs him into the wall. Into the wall. <laughs> We're talking about other people's children here. You know what type of responsibility that is? Yes, and I'll be just as careful with them as I am with Ben. Oh, hey, man, don't be just rubbing your head into stuff. Man. Watch where you walk. What's the matter with you? Right before he announces to his wife that he's going to start a daycare. Played by the beautiful Regina King. We stand her around these parts. Yeah, she, she comes up. She, she's been coming up this entire series, hey, honestly, pretty You gonna get Regina King's name on something all the time. She was always there. She, always. She likes to work. You can tell. Um, but yeah, uh, also Jeff Garland's in there from Kirby Enthusiasm, if y'all are Curb fans. And, you know, like I said, a bunch of children kind of running amok. All through this man's home. Yeah. And I mean, if you can just pair that with an Eddie Murphy type, that sounds like a good movie formula. It's enjoyable. And I say Eddie Murphy type for a reason, because Eddie Murphy is in the original. But somewhere along the way, they decided to plan a sequel and they went for what they would consider an Eddie Murphy type. And it was. Okay, reel it back, uh, though. Okay. Because while watching the first one, I mentioned, like, yeah, Daddy Daycare, too. I saw. I saw the billboard in my head. I thought there was a legit Daddy Daycare, too. I thought they made a legit part two with Eddie Murphy. I don't know why in my head that was a thing. Mandela effect, maybe. <laughs> do you know of Daddy Daycare, too, in your head? I'm sure that if you're listening, you probably do. And here's the thing. It didn't happen. It did not happen. Kind of. There is some, there's a, there's a caveat. Yes. And here's the caveat. There was another film based on the Daddy Day cinematic universe <laughs> but it was starring cuba gooding jr it's dead it's the sequel it's not a universe it's an actual thing with the same characters just played by different actors and it's called daddy day camp, camp. t is in summer camp i'm in summer school, school. yeah i'm in summer school and Tia's in summer camp. 
Only the real understand that reference, but I'm going to move on. <laughs> um, this was just such an odd thing, and I want to know what that conversation sounds like where they asked Eddie to come back to do daddy uh, daycare too, and he's like, nah, I'm good. Give it to Cuba. <laughs> like, Give it to Cuba Gooding like, Jr. How for does some that happen? Reason. Because Cuba's in... Norbit. Norbit. And, and his first it's thing is... Around the same time. Well, he's also in coming to America. He's also in coming to America. In the so, shop. like... Eddie Murphy just was like, hey, anytime I can't do something, just saying, you know, I met this guy, Cooper. What a he terrible was really good. substitute teacher. <laughs> Imagine if you went to school and you was like, who your teacher? Eddie Murphy. And Eddie Murphy wasn't there. And it was Cooper Jr. Cooper Jr. walking the what? room like, I'm your substitute for the day. <laughs> Tell a joke. You <laughs> but we jokes? learned that he's not much of a comedic actor. Well, I, you know... He had he mentioned that he had learned that before, right? Because he was in Snow Dogs, which is notably one of the worst films on the planet to a lot of people. Baby. And there's a, there's a few comedy little tidbits that he he tried to play. He's kind of funny in Jerry Maguire, but I don't think it's he intentional. Is, but that's more of a just a loud personality yeah. than like yeah. actually having to like land jokes. some jokes. That's and true. Stuff. He wasn't landing shit. I do want to um quote him in an interview he did about doing daddy day camp where he goes the last thing i want to do is a sequel following in eddie murphy's footsteps but i looked at the script which is about trying to be a better father than your father was and it has 10 times the heart of the first film which was a funny movie okay you lost me there yeah, only because I don't um, know what ten times the heart looks like. What is the what is the measurement for heart? <laughs> he said, "I know my stock is low. I thought people wanted me to make them laugh, but I was wrong on so many levels." And that is Cuba's. Is it Cuba or Cuba? Cuba. I, Cuba. I think purists say Cuba. <laughs> I think if you're, if that you're a purist, is say Cuba. His quote following his role in Daddy Day Camp, where the two guys who are still essentially the same people go to their old summer camp and try to fix it up so that they can compete with another summer camp. Because, you know, in the first one, they were competing with another daycare that was prestige and all of that. So same com- same concept. But, yeah, just imagine trying trying to emulate a character that somebody... With such a vigorous energy as Eddie Murphy, I don't think I would do that. I don't think anybody should have ever done that. There's a, a billion comedians. I'd be like, literally, like, no, are you <laughs> joking? Like, give me somebody a little bit more tame. I can't take all that character and emulate it. That's crazy. The funny note is that Daddy Day Camp, her Daddy Daycare, was G-rated, and then Daddy Day Camp. It's like, uh language violence like what it really says that in the opening jazz not started to watch it violence foul language drug use what a you know what we might have to finish that thing what a transition (laughs) in conclusion do not attempt to follow in eddie murphy's footsteps that closely yeah, no, that was not a that closely. Move. Step that back, was... step back a little bit. Don't follow yeah, him that close. Take a step back from the ledge, my friend. Okay, let me make a jump to Dreamgirls. Woo! His role isn't that like huge in it. He leaves his but mark though. He leaves a huge was, mark. Is it Johnny Thunder early. Uh, Jimmy. Jimmy. Jimmy got soul. Come Jimmy, on now. Jimmy want a piece of your, your chocolate cake. No, it's chocolate cake. Chocolate. Okay? Jimmy want a piece of your chocolate cake. Yeah. I mean, exercising his generally kind of strong vocal ability. He's not a bad singer. He's not a horrible singer at all. You didn't have to say horrible. <laughs> no. Okay. He's not a bad singer he's, at did, all. Did you hear what I said, guys? I said he's not a bad singer at all. He's not a horrible. He's not a god awful singer at all. <laughs> My bad, y'all. He can carry a little tune in a bucket. It's got to be a big bucket, but he can carry it though. But Dreamgirls was monumental. Oh, yeah. I mean, that thing, that was Christmas Day, too. It was a big Christmas Day release. And Beyonce? I remember. Beyonce? Well, listen, you know what? You know who has got a cameo in that? Jaleel White. Yes. 
Yeah, that was that was my Beyonce. You know, I like I remember I was in the theater just like Jaleel. Is that Jaleel don't White? We, don't we all have those moments where we see people from our favorite things from back in the day? We can't believe they still have a job. But shout out to Jimmy Early, and remember, dream girls will never leave you. Mm. Moving on. So what happens next is interesting to say the least. To say the least. Um, this film has such a cult following. Either you really love it or you hate it. There's just no in between. You stand for it or you're like, why does this exist? Yeah. That really film, good. 2007. Hi, you doing? Norbit. It's an interesting time to be alive when this comes out. Eddie Murphy is sort of repurposing his character acting skills in this. Yes. In a big way. Mm -hmm. And by big, I mostly just mean offensive. Uh, (laughs) I thought you meant big as in Respucia. Yeah, well, I mean, big, it's big. The whole movie is offensive, and she's a very large woman in that movie as well. And um, so what? My biggest peeve with this movie is the fact that he didn't give the main character any layer at all. I think if you go back and look at... He was a simple I, guy. But Prince Akeem is Prince Akeem. Sherman Kump is a phenomenal character. I mean, so is Prince Akeem, honestly. Both of those characters have layers and dynamics that make you kind of attach yourself to their plight. Yeah, but what you learn, though, is that Respucia is the main character. Ultimately, Ooh. I mean, she's the star of the show. That's where he put quote unquote layers, I guess. I guess, I guess you make a good point. I can't really I think remember. He was supposed to be in the shadow of the whole thing. That, you that, care about strange. him in a sense that you want him to be happy because he's in an abusive relationship. But ultimately, you're watching to hear Respucia act a fool. Well, see, I still think that she's a donkey character in this because they write so much for him and Tandy Newton. None of that's funny. None no, of it. That's the heartwarming part. Oh, well, you know how Love. Cuba was talking about it has 10 times the heart? This is very low on heart. <laughs> you just got to sprinkle a love story for real yeah. on the side. And the, that um, wins the, in the end. The array of actors in this is so interesting, too, because it is, in fact, a one Cuba Gooding Jr. Tandy yeah. Newton, close to a debut for her, at least American. Cat Williams. Cat Williams. Terry Crews. Terry Crews, Eddie Griffin. Marlon Wayans. Marlon Wayans. Calvin from Wife and Kids. <laughs> <laughs> this is <as> well. <laughs> hmm, is that right? Hmm, is that right? <laughs> <laughs> Never forget it. Yo, he was a fool on that damn show. <laughs> he was hilarious. Um, You know who else is in that? Clifton Powell. I don't like that guy either. He and the, the evil Cruella. Fa- another one yeah, of them evil one, face actors. Yeah, them Cruella DeVille looking dude. I don't like them evil men that be doing bad things to women know, in movies. You know when he pop up, so shit is in disarray. Yeah, things he, are going to go wrong horribly. Not a nice guy. Yeah, so this movie really plays on weight jokes. Of course. We weren't quite out of the time yet. Where, so far from it, it seemed yeah. like. Because it was honestly almost... It was more aggressive than the Nutty Professor was with fat jokes, for sure. Yeah, it was terrible. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know if it's well, funny or not. Well, as I've said, there oh. are people that absolutely love this movie, and there are people that are that hate it, and we see which side we're on, I guess, because say something positive, J.D. Cat Williams. Uh, yes, for a limited time only, we are proud to present to you our barbecue baby back horseradish, mustard, and peanut butter-encrusted ribs with a slight Jägermeister infusion Mm. sprinkled with chamomile leaves with a horseradish and dandelion salad on a bed of rice. (laughs) All right, anyway, moving on. That's Norbert for you. How you doing? How you doing? Now, we did not... um, Now, of course, it should be noted we did not mention this before, but in television... In television, Eddie Murphy did have his hand in that as well. And I don't know if you guys know about this cult niche thing that happened on Fox some many moons ago. But once upon a time in the projects. Oh, 
the PJs came out and Eddie Murphy was a superintendent of a project and Loretta Devine was his wife. Shenanigans and Don't you just want to hear that voice all the time? Like, how perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yo, um, some goats in this are involved in this project for sure. Larry yeah. Wilmore, Eddie Murphy, of course, and um, uh, Janae Dubois. Who won Emmys for won her Emmys. time on the show. Yeah. Two of them things, yeah, I believe. Yeah, she did the theme song. Um, and, you know, basically it's claymation, really. Isn't it claymation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so definitely so. like a, a high overhead cartoon too. That, that wasn't cheap technology. So yeah, it, it was a it was an interesting vibe. Still funny, just definitely you know. Ninety nine. Yeah, it was of the time. There, like I feel like I used to watch it in syndication. There was a point in my life where I remember watching this show, like heavily. I mean, and this is another one of those shows. But where I can't remember anything about it. It it was canceled, not canceled, but it was done kind of early. Uh, it had like three seasons. Um, the first season is actually available for free on Pluto TV. Hey, this oh, this ain't an ad, but I wish it was though. That's the BJ's. <laughs> the PJ's. Hey, the projects. What? Hanging what? In the PJ's. PJ's. What? What? The projects. Hey. Hanging in the PJ's. <laughs> So ironic, though. I didn't really think about the fact that Janae Devois singing about the PJs God, coming rest in from, peace. but coming from Good Times, and it being like to right some back level. Right goddamn projects. I, I there may have been a thought there, and I don't it think I don't really think that I had it had occurred to me until just now because I was like, damn, why didn't have a better theme song? Good Times had a great theme song, and I was like, oh, Good Times, Janae Devois. <gasps> the projects. The projects. It all makes sense. <laughs> we brought it back full circle. Of course, Eddie Murphy has gone on to do several other films not mentioned today. I mean, we have The Haunted Mansion and Imagine That. Oh, Lil Yara Shahidi's in that. A Thousand Words, which I think was or is on Netflix. Mm-hmm. That's got um, a little thicker up with Kerry Washington in it, too. Mr. Mr. Church. Uh-huh. Uh, Dolomite is my name, which was getting Golden Globe looks. So, you know, we could just never put everything into these episodes. Meet Dave, too. You forgot about Meet Dave. Meet Dave! Yeah. Where Gabrielle Union plays his sort of love interest. Yeah, she's the love <laughs> I think that's interest to be of, noted. She's the love interest of the man inside the man in that movie. Inside, yes. <laughs> Kevin Very Hart's important. also in that. And so it's a little look, too. Yeah, Meet Dave is... <laughs> Weird, but there's, pe- there's people in there. <laughs> Bonkers, baby. It's, it's, it is a wild ride. And, um, of course, we got Coming to America coming, as we've mentioned before. Yes. And Inject that into my veins. It looks like... I mean, I had heard about Beverly Hills Cop 4. I had heard of this. Okay, and also, me and JD have come up with the plot. For to the, Nutty the Nutty Professor, Professor three. three. Oh, it's, it's great. amazing. It's going it's got a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes right Already. now. Already. Like, the one percent that doesn't gate. like it is racist. <laughs> we already know. Yeah. Haters. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're wrapping up with Eddie Murphy for now, but of course he's got plenty of great work ahead of him. He's very young and seems to be very spiritually balanced. Um, yeah. And that's and my favorite know, thing about him. He seems to be really into his family. And I, you know, I love that. And I really like the mystery of him not being on social media. Oh, he loves it too, actually. I love that. I wish more celebrities did that because sometimes once you break that mystery i'm no longer interested <laughs> you know it's really i like knowing that he is just off the grid maybe he's still looking checking us out but just stay over there with your family i love that for you but you know he fits the the criteria of like a denzel washington or you know some other of your favorites who are like oh, i have a job to do <laughs> i come out for work yes that's i come to work and i go home there's <sighs> And we'd love to see That's enough, guys. I'm getting a little tired of your broken promises, promises, 
looking at your page, you're seeing different numbers and numbers. Call you when you're sucking, hanging with the fellas, the fellas. Hanging with my girls, you always getting jealous and jealous. I was with you when you didn't have no dollars, no dollars. Hanging at the crib, chilling with your mama, your mama. Never funded you, never brought the drama, the drama. Now you flip the script, player, please. You will or you won't, won't. No more. No more. Baby, I'm going to do right. All right. Going into a late installment of 20 years ago. Who wrote that? No more? Yeah. You know? I don't know. Was I supposed to know that? No, but I think I have an idea. Why is that a curiosity of yours? Something occurred to me while I was singing the hook. Well, um, I'm gonna find out though. Yeah, 3LW self titled album came out 20 years ago, November 1st. It's weird to call it self titled when it's, it's not their names. But I guess you're right. It's the group name. So I guess it's self titled. Yeah. I, it's named by the group that it's by. That's how. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that's right. It's right. It's just, I mean, what are their names? What's a better way to say it then? You're right. Self-titled has to work. It just, you know, that's not yourself. It's, it's y'all selves. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. So yeah. you got a way to, for me to say it better? No, I don't have a way to say it better. I think three LW's three LW album. Three LW's three LW album. It's their debut, so I'll say. Okay. Lil Mo wrote it. Three LW's debut album was released twenty years ago, November first. Yes. And who wrote the song? Lil Mo. Lil Mo wrote that? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Hey, man. Now that's, I love it. That's a good fact right there. It is there. a great fact. I love that. It reminded me of forever. I was listening to it, and I was like listening to that, and I was thinking about um, Superwoman and about the, the melodic, and I was like, huh, I wonder who wrote this. Hmm. Lil Mo. She writes to the beat. Yeah. Shout out to Lil Mo. She was getting to the bag back, back then. Hell yeah. What else is on that album, Jasmine? Um... Another great one. Hold on. Before I move on, though, they did no more on an episode of Taina where they were called Blue uh, yeah. Mascara. Real ones. Remember that. I'll never forget it. Taina does, does being. Does that make me a real one? I ho- yes. In oh, my eyes. Oh. And isn't that the only eyes that matter? <laughs> hey. <laughs> you said something. Uh, with the beholder <laughs> thing earlier from Shrek. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you look like three real W in your final form, the Jasmine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and secondly, we got another bop. Play is gonna play. Play is go play. The jam. I don't mind what people say to do. But I do mind what you believe is true. You are the only one getting all my love. Cause what they Call friends. Uh, Don't want to see me with you. Uh, Behind your back. Uh, calling myself and page or two. Call yourself page. <laughs> That's one of those like, like he was doing his best. He just best, repeat after, his, he was doing repeat his after me. Damn this Timberland. <laughs> but that little, that little droplet of water. Doo, 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 doo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right, that doesn't sound like water to me, but yeah, the droplet I mean, of water. Isn't that the we could put some. The, the bloop, bloop, oh, bloop, mine bloop. didn't sound like one. <laughs> Yours didn't sound like water. Okay, I mean, I got things to that's, work on. It's not your bag. You, see, you, <laughs> you not, work on your water I impressions. Water. <laughs> I need to work on my water impressions, but the farting, I got that down. She got that down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Shout out to 3LW. I did really, really love this group. It's a shame what happened. Um, but 
they were fun at this time, and they gave us some classic bops that I will still put on to this day. Both of those songs. They still make me feel the same the, way. Yeah, both of those songs definitely aesthetically got, got vibes left. It, the vibes aren't over. They did not die. Put that on the playlist. Yeah, because I'm going to tell you something. We started um, No More. I was like, nah, nah, somebody need to bring this thing back. <laughs> okay. I would not mind hearing that sampled. And honestly, um, you can call them girls up too. They're All three of them are generally young. Yeah, but they are not going to work together. That's true. When so, they that Kanye line, and to my girls, I get CL love. So I switch my girls around like 3 L dub. Woo. Yeah. Um, secondly, November 14th, Music's I Just Want to Sing was yeah. released. Did, do we have a story behind why it's spelled like that? Um, it's <laughs> a great question. I, I'm, I think, I'm, I mean... Is it's it supposed to look phonetics. like? Okay, because y'all know it's spelled A I J U S W A N A S E I N G. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, this was actually this came into my life like a head rush. Uh, this is the beginning of like a super neo soul trend that's about to start. Mm-hmm. This year, I think, is him, Angie Stone, oh, yeah. India Ari, mm. Josh Stone. Ooh. Um, I mean, Give it like all to me. it, Jill Scott, Bring like it. all of their first, you know, yep. are coming out around this time with a, a Amy Winehouse wave coming up in a second. It's going to be a bunch of white girls singing stuff like this over the next few years after this as well. But he came out the gate swinging with this single because it was very much deep, but it had just a, a right amount of radio appeal. They had, they knew they were in a bag when they started this. We can still be cool that you call <laughs> yeah that was my jammy right there i love that song uh do you remember Lil duval on comic view yes i know exactly what you're talking about as a matter of fact i did a song about it <laughs> I had never seen this dude before. Yeah. Until until that moment, and that was like that went viral early in life too. That was like a, yeah. Have y'all seen this man doing the Soul Child thing? Like as soon as he dropped that bitch, you mine. Everybody was like, oh, he got something here. That man made some money off of that. Okay, and been doing stuff like that since. I mean, literally, yeah, stuff like that. What he hasn't topped it. He has, he has not had little Dubai. Small bitch not, has been ugh. what a time. God, it, it's weird but how long maybe ago. Maybe you seems. hate it, but you know how hard people fucked with that. Yeah, it was it bad. was huge. It was very you know it was good for the family reunion. <laughs> except that you just like I just I'm glad I wasn't a young DJ at the time because I did a bunch of my own family reunions and it I promise you my grandma would have been like you know play that they wouldn't have known <laughs> they wouldn't have known it was bitch. And I would have had to figure out how to finagle. That's, that sucks. That sucks. Nobody wants to be that guy. One more note I want to add, because we're keeping it in the family with what we've been talking about. This song was featured on Nutty Professor 2, the Clump soundtrack. Yes, it was. Okay. How do you know we're that? We're still. 
Well, you know, I got all the facts just uh, sitting right, at the top right, of my right, head right, at right, all right, times. Right, 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 right. <laughs> um, <but laughs> no, nah, we did watch that shit last yeah, night. Yeah, for real, for real. Um, <laughs> um, we didn't mention it before the episode, but Miguel A. Nunez is in that movie. <laughs> Miguel A. Nunez, again, everywhere, We're all do the time. Miguel A. Nunez episode. Okay. We'll have to do a part three on Miguel A. Nunez. So, we <laughs> jo- laughing, but... Jo- Joanna Palooza. <laughs> um, the second track. Woo! Woo the boy. second single. Second and single. this thing had the time join us on flame. <laughs> this thing right here is a it literally had your local R and B and soul station Listen. set up a blaze. afraid I don't know how cause there's a possibility that you look at me differently love ever since the first moment I spoke your name oh, wow. from then on I knew that by you being Damn, that's a good ass song i don't even know how okay is this very super duper popular in weddings you know i bet it was at the time it i do play it during dinner but it's not at a high request i was about to say because i know some of the things we think of cliche songs we think of you actually end up letting me know like oh they don't really play that at the weddings anymore and i'm like really but he he replaced this with a few jams that come out now for weddings for sure okay um but that that song that he has with mary j blige later in life that's really big still and um don't change. Don't change. Still oh, comes God. out. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and so yes, like yes. he 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 leveled up on this aesthetic two or three times since this point, okay. and they just kind of beat it out the water. Song got cracking it though. Yeah, it do no got cra- it do. And you know what's crazy? The thing about this album, the album actually has it ages more like a. Um, it fits into the arena of what we're listening to now more mm. than people think that it does. Right. Like it sounds a lot like what. Uh, Janae would put out or like if Ty was just doing R&B uh-huh. you know Tiller you know not Tiller but um, Fias Fias yeah you know what I'm saying if if they were singing 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 mm-hmm. it sounds like this because something else I want to note on this and I'll make this quick there's a song on here called 17 about him accidentally beating a 17 year old and her falling in love with him which is really interesting for the time give it a listen it's why do i feel like this isn't your first time mentioning it's not this? my first time mentioning it. okay i think i yeah. know this uh fact yeah but it is it's a wild track yeah. um listen to the song for the narrative and then what's it called 17 it's called <laughs> 17, 17. Oh. it's spelled okay. out though with the letter okay it's not number one seven in case you were wondering all right um and one of my other like probably favorite songs of all time. It's kind of a heartbreak song, but Merry Go Round. He does something at the end at jazz. I think I think you're gonna really enjoy it, so I'm gonna play a little bit of it. Okay. I love that so much. That man was really writing that song and he broke down and spelled Mary, how could you be so cruel to me, my love? At the that end of it on the hook. is literally the most. <laughs> literally. I mean, the man was hurt. I don't know what was going on. Not spelling. I'm going to spell it out for you, bitch. Listen, he got it to the end of the hook. And I remember I remember being like shook when I heard it. I mean, I was a child. I was like nine years old when this, song, when this album came out. And I got it like close to when it first came out. I was that excited about it, right? Because Just Friends was booming on the radio. And I was like, I like this guy. And I had the CD. And when he got to that M-A, I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> slow down <laughs> give me a second and to this day i remember not having figured that out on the internet but just having played it back over, over and, and over and again. over again so i could be like, like okay m-a-r-y hey i was like showing off with my mom i was like look, hold on look at this look at this m-a-r-y-a-z i did the whole thing 
You know the spells? Mary, how could you be so cool to my life? <laughs> the whole thing. I love it. There is one last single on this album, and it is Girl Next Door. Mm, another bop. Another bop. Mm. This album got the jammies on it. And do. some neighborhood bops okay this is good music right here you hear me that's, that's a good music. way to put it all, all them songs sound like neighborhood bops neighborhood bops yeah he's a nigga that live in a, in a neighborhood singing some songs walking down the street about yep. his life and love exactly yeah, yeah we love it happy, happy 20 years i just want to sing i just want to sing i just want to sing tatiana i just want to <laughs> sing <laughs> that is a wrap on this episode of what a time hope you enjoyed any closing remarks jd i just want to sing uh, yeah yeah bye see ya <laughs>